where I'm making investments to change the game is, you know, one of my companies is called the, the, um, the Mark Cuban cost plus drug company, literally the name, because <laughs> I wanted there to be no question about what we're doing. There's a drug called albendazole that's generic now, and it's for a hookworm. And there's still hookworm epidemics in Alabama and Texas and other places. It's $200 a course. This is a generic, a generic drug. So we created a company that went, and right now we're doing two things. One, we sent somebody overseas to the, the, a manufacturer that makes it for another country. They made it for all these other countries, but no one would import it here because they wouldn't take the time. And we sent someone over there to make sure the manufacturing was perfect. And now we bring it over there, over here. We gave away thousands and thousands of, of doses to Baylor to test it all. And we were ready to give it away, give away more and sell, start selling it to um, Alabama. But the COVID blow up is that's using up all their resources. But long story short, we're selling it for our cost, eight bucks plus 15 percent. Right. So we're effectively selling it for what's going to be our cost. Plus, da, 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 it's going to be ten dollars and 50 cents instead of two hundred dollars. Right. So those are the types of things that I'm focusing my time. We're, we're trying to do the same thing with insulin. I'm building what's called an API in one of my buildings in Dallas. It's an advanced pharmacy, something or other. I forget what the I stands for. And we're, we're just going to be making generic drugs and selling them at cost plus 15 percent. Period. End of story. We're going to post it all on our website so you know exactly what our costs are. And we're going to fuck the pharmacy industry. Now, the challenge for us is they're so entrenched with how they do pricing and how they do pharmacy benefit management. We're we're going to have a battle, right? And there's no antitrust there. And you talk about, you know, talk about kill switches, right? That's typically what they do to, to drug companies. They'll just buy them or they'll try to preempt them. But we're going, you know, all those drugs that we can make and some I'm, I'm not going to go into now because I don't want those, those pharmaceutical companies to come after us. They've always tried to buy us through the back door um, and it's just not going to happen. Those are the types of challenges I'm really looking at right now. You're listening to the Pharmacy Podcast Network. Not sure if you realize or if you've heard this news, Mark Cuban's new pharma company offers a lesson in empathy, leadership, and a positive way to use emotional intelligence. Cost Plus Drugs Company. This is an amazing story. I'm excited today to introduce the Pharmacy Podcast Network to the CEO of this company, Dr. Alexander Oshmiansky. Alex, Dr. Alex, welcome to the Pharmacy Podcast. Hey, Todd. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. This is something that I'm excited to talk to you about because the pharmacy industry is, it's changing. I mean, it's changing quick not only from the provider status to what pharmacists are capable of doing, the influx of technology into the industry, payment models that are changing. So we need to hear you know, your background, number one. We want to hear how and who Dr. Alex is, but more importantly, like, how did you come up with this idea and how to get it, get it launched? And we, we really want to dig into the business model too. So, so let, us know. let us know about you first. Oh sure. Uh, so I'm a uh, I'm actually a medical doctor. I'm a board certified uh, diagnostic radiologist. Uh, still practice actually every every Saturday night. I, I do an emergency shift, uh, you know, just to keep my my foot in the, the clinical world. Uh, but uh, but yeah. So uh, you know, I was doing my 
my residency uh, fellowship uh, about five, five and a half years ago. I was in the last year of that. Uh, and uh, I'm, I'm not sure if you remember uh, the, the the notorious pharma bro, Martin Shkreli. Oh, yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Lot, people remember him. He kind of a notorious <laughs> social media personality. Um, but, uh, but, you know, I, I had had patients who had suffered, uh, you know, ill consequences from the high cost of generic drugs, uh, certain high, ultra high cost generic specialty drugs for, for a long time. Uh, and uh, I don't know, something about that just sort of, you know, uh, triggered something in me. And I was like, you know what, uh, what we should do is put together a nonprofit pharmaceutical company that will will make these drugs um, at a you know at a what they should cost uh, you know very naively uh, and you know I went around trying to raise money for that nonprofit for about three years uh, and failed <laughs> failed miserably um, but uh, at, eventually I ran into uh, a star a group of venture capitalists in Silicon Valley who who run what's called a, a, a startup accelerator a group called Y Combinator Okay. Uh, and they periodically donated to nonprofits. Uh, and I spoke with them uh, and basically they told me, hey, we like what you're doing, uh, but uh, you're not going to be able to raise enough capital to get this off the ground as a nonprofit. Uh, if you reincorporate as a for public public benefit corporation, uh, we'll just invest in you like we would in, in any other company. Uh, and at that point, after three years of not having any luck, I, I just kind of went, sure, let's give it a shot. Um, <laughs> And later that fall, uh, you know, I cold emailed uh, Mark Cuban uh, to his uh, public Gmail account. Uh, he does actually read uh, all the, the cold emails he gets from the public. Um, so, yeah, uh, over the course of the, the next uh, few, you know, he invested a small amount. And over the course of the next few months, uh, he became uh, increasingly enthusiastic about the project. And, uh, yeah, he was able to essentially completely transform uh, you know, the scale of, of what we had anticipated. Uh, so I've been working sort of quietly in, uh, you know, in stealth mode in the background without announcing what we're doing for about the past two, two and a half years now, um, you know, bringing the infrastructure in place uh, to get uh, a proper pharmaceutical company off the ground. Um, and yeah, starting to get, uh, you know, drugs out there. We had our first uh, product launch last week. Uh, for an antiparasitic drug uh, called albendazole, um, which has a, an AWS price, a list price, uh, as we're calling it, of, uh, you know, if you look it up on GoodRx at the moment, of about uh, $250 a tablet, uh, or sorry, $225 a tablet, or $450 for a two pack bottle, which it usually comes in. Uh, and, uh, yeah, you know, as you might imagine, albendazole is a, is a very old drug. Uh, you know, it's been around for for decades, way off patent, uh, listed on the WHO list of essential medicines, actually, and is is very cheap to produce. Uh, so we were able to to get that price down, uh, in through a private label arrangement, down to uh, fifteen dollars a tablet for for wholesale cost. Uh, so thirty dollars for a two pack. Uh, and yeah, I would love to to dive in uh, to you know issues around reimbursement and pricing and you know what we hope to bring to the market is is transparency um you know the goal one of our goals is to let people know what it makes it takes us to to make manufacture distribute the drugs uh, and then place a flat 15 one five percent margin uh on top of that price uh so uh essentially uh 
people know what, what we're making, what it costs us to make the drugs. And then, you know, unique in the pharmaceutical industry, uh, we're suggesting a manufacturer suggested retail price on our generic products. Um, so that, uh, you know, I, a lot of pharmacists lose money on their generic products between, you know, PBM pricing and clawbacks. Uh, we, we build in a margin for the pharmacists to charge. Uh, so they should be making, you know, a profit margin on, on all of our products as well. So that's terrific to know. I, I have so many contacts in the pharmacy industry from pharmacists, technicians, pharmacy owners, sure. institutional, you know, third-party administrators, uh, organizations that are reinventing PBMs. You know, the um, the Fields family is they owned pharmacies, but they also invented a company called AproRx, and just just really trying to help independent community pharmacies stay in business, thrive. And provide more importantly, this is the most important thing: provide good health care to their communities. Yep. yep. And, um, and so, when you're talking about these things, Doctor Alex, it really gets me excited because pharm- pharmacy owners don't trust a lot of people that are that are outsiders. Okay, especially like the Fields family, for example, Kion and Ken Fields, their dad owned pharmacies for years. He was part of the sure. national associations. He had a reputation. Everybody trusted that family when they brought in a new payment model and a new PBM. So when outsiders who are very intelligent people, business-oriented people, obviously Mark Cuban is an absolute business genius. How does the pharmacy marketplace and the community pharmacy place, how are they supposed to kind of bond to you and in, in, in realize that there's an advantage here for them and a business advantage from them? How can they accelerate that? that trust with, with you and the organization? No, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, you know, I totally understand, uh, where that's coming from. Uh, you know, as a, as a, as a doctor, you know, you see, uh, private equity firms, large business organizations coming in, into the medical space, uh, and, you know, without any training in the field saying what should happen. Uh, and, you know, usually what they think should happen is wrong. So I totally, I totally understand, uh, you know, where that is coming from. Uh, but I think, you know, in part, uh, kind of the medical background helps, uh, as well as ultimately the, the focus on the patient at the end of the day. You know, we think that, uh, you know, independent pharmacists are the best actors out there to really help build relationships know their patients well, really provide that optimum level of, of care. Uh, and, you know, at the end of the day, we're, we're all about patient care and getting the best possible care at the best, at, you know, affordable prices to, to the patients. Um, so, you know, a lot of it is just learning, hearing, uh, pharmacists, bringing pharmacists on our internal staff. So we have that, that knowledge internally, uh, and just trying to enmesh ourselves into that world, uh, as much as possible. Uh, and coming at it with a, a place of humility, like we're here to learn, we're here to do whatever it takes to improve the capabilities of the pharmacists uh, and the pharmacies, uh, you know, uh, as uh, to our to our greatest ability. So we're we're here to to help as much as we can. Well, that's good to hear, Doctor Alex. You know, the, initially when I reached out to you and really wanted to schedule this interview, I did read your background and and it's nice to know that you came from a provider perspective and not just a business or marketing perspective. You know, you you were hands-on with patients, you're still hands-on with patients. So 
I think that in and of itself gives you a unique position in comparison to a lot of the other drug discount cards or PBM startups or, you know, third-party administrative organizations that are really driven from marketing firms working with pharmacy benefit managers who negotiate those prices with the pharmacy to keep the cost low, but then they'll get the consumer tied into the card or the V-direct, direct like yeah. advertisement or mailers or card placement or something. And then it almost, and sometimes it seems uh, disingenuous. So coming at the market like you are as a provider, I think provides in and of itself uh, a level of trust as a provider. Yeah, uh, I hope so. I hope so. Uh, and, you know, I think another part of that is just, you know, transparency, 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 you know, uh, you know, there's no secret deals on the back end with us. We just let everybody know what's, what's happening, uh, what's going on with our, with our pricing model, uh, how we negotiate things, uh, so that everyone knows we're acting above board, uh, or, you know, at least I hope everyone knows that we're, we're acting above board. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, you know, we're, we're really pushing hard to, to get that, that end result there as, as much as possible to, to benefit, you know, the people who are actually adding things to, to patient care, to, uh, you know, the people who take the greatest risk, uh, financial risk, educational risk, risk on their time, uh, sometimes literal, like litigious risk uh, in, in providing care are the pharmacists, are the providers. Uh, and, you know, we think they should be the ones in turn uh, who get a proportionate share of, uh, of the compensation that comes at the end of the day. Uh, for providing the, the, the care that they do uh, as compared to, you know, intermediary entities who really aren't hands-on with the patients. So trying to realign things in that correct direction, I think is really one of our, one of our priorities. Well, that's good to hear. I, there's a pharmacist in, um, in Sebastian, Florida, uh, Teresa Toll, and she's uh, very much tied into the pharmacy marketplace and in the leadership in pharmacy and part of the NCPA National Community Pharmacists Association. And there have been stories and stories that have come out of that pharmacy where, you know, medications after hours were delivered to their patients, patients that couldn't pay were taken care of. Mm. Um, awesome. You know, awesome. Just, just her heart, her heart was part of that community. It wasn't just her business. It was and that, that business cared about her. There were hurricanes that came through Sebastian at times, you know, the community would surround her and be there for her. And I think of community pharmacy, there's 23,000 of them throughout our country and they take pride in their community. They take pride in their business. They take a, a immense pride in servicing um, the people that they know by, by first name. And they know their kids, they know their family, they know their grandparents. So when, when I hear about a business like this that's scalable, uh, cost plus drugs, it gets me excited. And like, I want to help you get that messaging out. So if you're listening to today's episode, Pharmacy Podcast Nation, um, we want you to check out costplusdrugs.com. Just go to costplusdrugs.com or Google even Mark Cuban cost plus. I mean, that comes right up, obviously. What's it like to have a name or a connection to a gentleman who is very intelligent, he's very you know, strategic, and I think he saw an opportunity that it was time to disrupt the pharmacy payment model. It was very much time, and I think he's jumping in at a very interesting time because the cracks in the armor of the way that the other 
pharmacy benefit managers have dealt with Medicaid systems throughout the states, the way that they've dealt with rebates, the way that they've dealt with telling pharmacists that they couldn't discuss pricing with um, patients on a gag clause. Dr. Alex, that's all coming apart. So this is an amazing time to enter this. Tell us a little bit about a little bit about how that came about beyond just your your uh, your email to to Mark Cuban. Oh no, absolutely. Uh, so you know, uh, starting with the first part of that, uh, you know, what is it uh, was it like to work with Mark? Uh, no, he's he's fantastic. Um, you know, he's incredibly hands on with his portfolio companies. Um, and uh, he's become deeply, deeply knowledgeable uh, about uh, pharmace- the pharmaceutical pricing space. Um, you know, I, I've met, you know, in my initial conversations with, with other potential VC firms, uh, you know, sort of socially oriented ones uh, or other, uh, you know, uh, high net worth individuals, uh, you know, people's heart was in the right, pl- right place. Like they wanted to, to help with this kind of project, but, you know, you, you would be providing most of the expertise. Uh, you know, Mark has a startling amount of knowledge. To be frank about about this space, he really dove deep into it, uh, so he was really at another at another level. Um, and uh, yeah, you know, I get feedback on him on the strategic direction of the company at least on a weekly basis, if if not sometimes on a on a daily basis. Um, you know, I, sure. so, yeah, I, because I feel like this gives us all an opportunity to really change something, even if it was for a long investment time period where we had to almost reteach the model and the payment model methods where we're really pushing towards value-based payment and the impact that the pharmacist's care specifically has on the outcome of the patient's health. And if we can show those metrics and pay even pharmacists on those metrics instead of just to the prescription where everything seems to be controlled by the back end and the administration of the payment in the back end. Yep. Now it's now it's in the front end. Now you're putting mm-hmm. the care first. And you're like, listen, if you can help this chronic diabetic patient, you know, become better in utilizing their meds, staying on their meds, talk, talking with you, communicating with you as their medication specialist, we're gonna bonus out, you know, your care over the one year, two year, three year periods. There, there's incentive to continue to do what we're all passionate about doing. That's just it. Don't do something you're not passionate about. And Dr. Alex, you had to be passionate about this company for it to get to this point. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I just want to echo what you say. Like, who is it that's, uh, you know, taking care of the complex patients, uh, your geriatric elderly patients who are, you know, sorting through all their medications, uh, avoiding polypharmacy, really providing, you know, that, that high level of, of care. Uh, it's going to be your your independent pharmacist that that really you know form those personal connections and you know there should be recognition uh, that you know that's that's where that that high level of care is coming from. It's a it's an interesting time in the marketplace. It's an oh, yeah. interesting time in the history of pharmacy. The role of the pharmacist we know is expanding, especially in immunizations, medication yep. management de-prescribing, which is a big push to take those geriatric senior care patients from 16 down to eight meds over a period of time of titration and, you know, understanding how these medications are having longer term effects on patients and and people's lives. And so I'm excited that you're in this. I'm so excited that you're being backed by 
um, Mr. Mike, Mark Cuban and, and his, it's, he's passionate about stuff too. He, he has to like I, what he's involved in. I've noticed that on, you know, even Shark Tank and also reading much of, of what's published about him in Forbes and in uh, even Inc. Magazine. I, I noticed that there's a sincerity about him. Yeah. And, you know, I feel incredibly fortunate uh, to have gotten uh, looped in with Mark uh, just because, you know, in the Silicon Valley sort of venture capital world, uh, I mean, at the end of the day, uh, there might be high-minded rhetoric, but a lot of it is just about maximize. You know, a lot of it inevitably has to be about maximizing profit. Uh, but with Mark, you know, that's not the, you know, we want to be profitable, we want to be sustainable, but not extortionate. And Mark is okay with us not optimizing for profit, uh, with us, you know, putting the public mission, the social mission of the company first, uh, and making sure at the end of the day, the the patients, the providers are the ones that that benefit the most from what we do. Uh, so you well, know, we tell you what, this is my most favorite interview I've done um, in in 2021, and it's refreshing as we turn a new year, and we're all looking at the hope of this future. Um, you know, God bless our new president. God bless our our new efforts to bond our country, our broken country that's you know hurting right now. Um, and you know, there, there's been positives for the last eight, 12, 10, 22 years in healthcare. I see healthcare improving. I, th I see things changing. I see collaboration between physicians and pharmacists, definitely increasing specialty medications and the way that specialty medications are managed through, uh, much of the hub networks and the care that they're getting. The data analytics, Dr. Alex, in the world of digital therapeutics and wearables and, you know, the digestible pill that you take that tells how fast the, um, the, the medication is dissolving in your system and, and when it hits or when it starts. I mean, that's exciting stuff. So you're entering in the right time. Uh, the Pharmacy Podcast Network wants to be part of your audio distribution of many of your ideas or if you want to engage with pharmacists um you know pharmacy owners we do webinars and we'll get you tied in with a whole bucket full of <laughs> bucket full of pharmacy owners out there if you want 20 30 40 i mean we can get panel sessions set up and really dig into this because if if we can do and be the hub of healthcare which i believe that's exactly what what pharmacists are and executing the treatments that the physicians you know, right for and, and what they concentrate on, we're going to make an impact. I mean, so this is bigger than just lowering prescription costs. Uh, Dr. Alex, I think you see this when you insert yourself into the U.S. Farmy, and that's what we're known as the U.S. Farmy. Just remember that you have to get your T-shirt. Just look <laughs> up U.S. Farmy on Google. But when you become part of this U.S. Farmy, we can fight this together, not only drive costs down, but literally deliver better healthcare services. So I'm excited about this. No, absolutely. Uh, you know, I think you're right. Uh, sort of this, the status quo cannot hold. Uh, you know, it, it's it's absolutely beginning to to, to crack. Uh, you know, between pharmacists being gouged, uh, you know, on fees, on clawbacks, uh, you know, between patients being, uh, you know, uh, struggling, to, or I'm sorry, patients struggling to to pay their their uh, prescription costs between, you know, opaque pricing models with with rebates on the back end where nobody knows what, what anybody's paying. Um, you know, I, I think the status quo just cannot continue in this this, this direction. Uh, and at some point, it's, it's going to, 
fracture, uh, and you know we should be there uh, to to guide it into you know something something more sustainable along the way, rather than than really reaching a, a breaking point. Uh, so, absolutely aligned with what you're talking about, and would be would be delighted to you know keep keep the conversation going uh, in the coming months and years. I will most definitely continue to be a platform for you. We have 32 brilliant um, hosts on the Pharmacy Podcast Network and Nation that could easily drill down into just about any theme that you guys want to focus on. We will be here to interlink that and in, um, in doing it in audio. If you're jogging right now, if you're driving in a car, if you are doing something that you cannot uh, see or use your hands, do not worry about it. I'm going to have in the show notes the um, the the website costplusdrugs.com. I'm going to have some show notes down there so you know a little bit about Dr. Alex. Dr. Alex, mm-hmm. this has been an absolute honor for me. I want to thank you so much for making this time to talk with me in the Pharmacy Podcast Nation audience. And um, uh, I can't wait to see what you guys are going to do. And, oh, no, thank you so much, Todd. I really appreciate it. And uh, just to your audience, uh, you know, uh, I like to be in touch as directly as possible with with each individual pharmacist. So, you know, my my email address is alexalex at uh, costplusdrugs.com. Feel free to reach out to me directly with with questions, uh, with suggestions. Uh, you know, we love to to communicate, uh, you know, and and have discussions as much as is possible. Uh, there's the transparency, and you're and you're being transparent in saying that, and you're putting action in your words, which is transparent in of itself. So. I enjoyed this. I'm going to market this episode so much. Please, if you're listening to this episode, share this episode with a pharmacy owner, with your state legislator, with your uh, drug wholesaler. Share this episode. We are a family. We are the U.S. Farmy. And as always, I thank you for listening to the Pharmacy Podcast Nation. Yeah.